Did you see Volkswagen? They're going viral for all the wrong reasons. Uh Uh-oh. Particularly Volkswagen's Instagram handle for their Italian operation. Mm -hmm. It's Volkswagen Italia. Right. Which technically says genitalia. Genitalia. Oh, because Volkswagen. Volkswagen Italia. It does say Volkswagen genitalia. (laughs) So people are like, uh, you're going to change that? And they're not. They're standing by it. The comments on their Instagram, it says, we all came here for the same reason. Like, they're just trying to post about cars, okay? They're not. They want no smoke about any of this. And uh, another comment, it says, I respect the fact they haven't changed it yet. Another person said, I'm still checking every once in a while for one reason and one reason only. Yeah. And that reason is... That is awesome. I hope that they never change that. Honestly, they should lean into it. They should do a thing where it's like they release a new car model with that in mind. Like the 2023 Volkswagen Genitalia. Sleek, smooth design. Uh, I think I accidentally opted for the compact model. (laughs) It's the Wither Report with Hannah Witherby on 93.9 Virgin Radio. There is a huge rumor going around that J-Lo is doing a Whitney Houston tribute at the 2023 Grammy Awards and that she said Whitney's songs, quote, fit her vocal range very well. Whoa, big claim. Yeah. So fact checkers have determined that this rumor is false. Oh, really? It was some sort of photoshopped announcement. A spokesperson for Jennifer Lopez confirmed that the conversation that they're referring to never happened with Time Magazine and that there's no report matching the description on Time Magazine's website either. So this whole thing has been completely made up. Okay. So we can sleep easy Uh. knowing that J-Lo is not comparing herself to Whitney Houston. Um, speaking of things potentially getting canceled, Wednesday on Netflix, the uh, Adams Family thing, yeah. it's only been out for about two weeks, and people are already kind of in the hot water. Like, How? People are mad. Okay, How? Jenna Ortega, the main actress, she's getting some hate because she said that she filmed the infamous dancing scene oh, right. while she had COVID. Yeah. And she says she wishes she could have reshot it because she thinks she would have done a better job. But she said in an interview with NME, it was my first day with COVID. It was awful to film. I had the body aches. Felt like I'd been hit by a car. Little goblin let loose in my throat was scratching the walls of my esophagus. She said they were giving me medicine between takes because we were waiting for a positive result. which it was positive. And so MGM says that they removed her from set as soon as her test came back positive, but it's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way because it's like, you're clearly sick. You're being tested for COVID. Isn't the protocol if you're waiting for a test, you're not supposed to go into work? Oh, you're not supposed to be in a dance scene with a room full of people? Like sweaty people (laughs) swinging your arms and breathing all over everybody? Okay. Shocking. News to me. And the People's Choice Awards were last night here is Ryan Reynolds winning the Icon Award. Wow, wow, wow. I feel, I feel like I'm at my funeral, except I get to leave. Um, I, uh, I guess I finally tested uh, positive for Icon. I've been avoiding it, avoiding it for years, but here we are. Uh, Shania Twain was there. Yeah. Perfect. She performed Don't Impress Me Much. Don't worry, darling. Mm-hmm. One 
drama movie of 2022. Did it? Yeah, Harry Styles' movie won drama movie of 2022 at the Icon Awards. Okay. I mean, uh, sorry, it's the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, yeah. Also, I was going to say, for you to call it Harry Styles' movie instead Harry of Olivia Styles. Wilde's movie. Listen, like, it's Har- we play Harry Styles, so yeah, that's why I make that, fair uh, enough. that caveat. He's like, damn it. Did you know Shania also made a really inspiring speech? Do you want to hear it? It it is everything that you have always said, Hannah, about wanting to kick down a door when you hear. Uh, Let's go, girls. yeah, exactly. Let's go, girls. Embrace your individuality and your crazy ideas. Just be brave. Let's remember there is power in numbers. We are in this together. Love is love, and when a door slams in your face. Just run and leap at that door and kick it down. This is going to be the new Lady Gaga. 99 people in a room can, can't believe in you, and one does. <laughs> exactly, except it turns us all into the Kool-Aid guy, just busting through walls over here. Oh, yeah. Morning. Hey, Hannah and Johnny. Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. Old English words that you should really know. If you wish oh. to <laughs> potentially like insult people without them knowing, maybe. So this is bardcore <laughs> in the background, oh, which ha- is like a Shakespearean yes. in hardcore. This, in this case, moves like Jagger, but the medieval style cover. Yeah. Um, Hannah, as soon as I put this on, was like, oh my god, bardcore! Oh, they have every popular song you know in Bardcore. Yeah. Don't even get me started. So there's this thread that was on Twitter from, of course, Weird Medieval Guys on Twitter. Obviously. And they wanted to share some of these old medieval terms you should know. Let's start off with Peak Goose. Peak Goose. Peak Goose. Can I guess yeah. what this is? What do you think a Peak Goose is? Is this like when you get a peak above the ankle at somebody? <laughs> Like you peak, like almost the goose, but it really it's the shin. The, almost the goose. What's the goose? What are you referring? You know to? what the goose is. <laughs> no, we all know what the goose. Is. A peak goose is someone who is silly or a simpleton. You oh. peak goose. Well, Johnny, I would call you a peak yeah? goose. Yeah, you want to peek at this goose? Yeah. Uh, this one actually has you all over it, Hannah. Some of these, okay, by the way, some are from an old English dictionary from the 13th century. Some are from a Latin dictionary from the 16th century. All right. But this one's from the Latin one, Merabiba. What do you think a marabiba is? Marabiba. Is that like an instrument, kind of like a maraca? It is not. It is a woman who enjoys very strong wine. Oh, I'm a marabiba. (laughs) That's right. That's me. This one's more me, a cucurbitarius. Cucurbitarius. What do you think a cucurbitarius is? Is that someone who grows their own herbs and vegetables in the garden? You're close. You're on the right track. It is a lover of gourds and squash. (laughs) Cucurbitarius. Oh, my gosh. I love these. Uh... Sterilis amateur. If someone was to call you a sterilis amateur. Well, amateur, right? So, mm, rookie? Close. Think of the word amour in oh. the root word. Love. Oh. So, someone who loves everybody. It is a lover who has no money. Oh. A sterilis amateur. So, also Johnny. Mm-hmm. You, you nailed those two. Yeah, I'm all over this. Gord lover, no money. <laughs> uh, okay, this one's pretty great. Actually, this could be a pet name. Dearworth. If you were to call something or someone Deerworth. Sounds like someone in a Pride and Prejudice. Right? Mr. Bingley and Mr. <laughs> Deerworth. It is something that's precious or very valuable. So you, oh. could, you could call your loved ones. Oh, Deerworth. That's yes. nice. Uh, to besmut something. What would that mean? To talk badly upon it? I could see that. It's like to defile. And oh, uh, okay. then rakeful. If something is rakeful, what would it be? 
awful, terrible. Kind of. It's uh, wicked there. So okay. I'll try to put some of these together. How dare thee besmut me, you rake for Merabiba? What was the wine one? Merabiba? Merabiba. <laughs> you Merabiba. You Merabiba. That's so. actually a really good insult because nobody's going to know what exactly. you're talking That's about. That's the beauty of a lot of these. And uh, finally, one that I would have never expected it to mean this, methful. What do you think it means if so you are methful? Clearly, it's not on drugs. Well. Well, what is it? Is it? <laughs> it's peaceful, quiet, or modest. Which does not describe any of the methful people I've ever met. I'll tell you that right now. Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. I am devastated. The internet has struck again. Do you know how excited I was for this news? I don't. I don't know what the news is. Only to find out that it was not true. Do you know how many air horn sound effects I had queued up to announce this? What happened? I had so many air horn sound effects. And it's all been a lie. There was a couple of posts yesterday about Cameron Diaz signing back on to be in a the holiday sequel with oh, yeah. apparently the entire original cast. So Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Jack Black, all said to have been on board, only to find out we had been swindled. Ah, yes. Ah. Or in old English terms, you were paltered. They they were paltry to you. Is that is is that true? Palter means to use trickery. Oh, sorry, I'm still in old English mode from our medieval terms. But can we? I need to address the fact that you were playing Mad World and then turned down for what with <laughs> rave horns in the middle. Listen, that was a lot. It's a really confusing time for me. <laughs> What's going on? Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. Reminding you to stay safe this holiday season. There's a lot of ways that things can go wrong. And there's a survey that came out of the most common ways that people injure themselves during the holiday season. Okay, let me guess some of them. Uh-huh. Falling off the roof when you're putting up Christmas lights. Hmm. I could see that being on there. Um, close. At number two, 11% of people report hurting themselves from slipping or tripping outdoors. Okay. So that is the second highest. Not necessarily on the roof, but when it's slippery, maybe you get tangled up in the lights, something happens. Still valid. You slip or you trip. Ah, physical comedy. Right. It's not comedy when it happens to you. <laughs> it's a trip to the ER. As soon as you find out everyone's okay, yeah. it's comedy. All right. What do you think the number one, though? The, if you're going to hurt yourself in any way, think of all the things you're d- doing during the holidays. What do you think's the number one? Uh, probably, like, baking or cooking. Like, baking a turkey or cookies or a pie. That's number three on the list. Okay. 10% cite cooking-related injuries. Oh, wait, I know it. Number uh-huh. one, is it electrocuting yourself? <laughs> I'm just listening. No, it's, it's like a thousand ways to die yourself. over here. No? No. Number one on the list is cutting yourself while wrapping or opening gifts. Oh. I don't know about the opening gifts. Maybe some people like whip out their, their buck knife to open up the gift from Santa. Not yeah, sure. Sometimes when your granddad wraps a gift, you need an exacto knife. Oh my God. They, it's true. It's impossible to get into. Yeah. It's one of the things that my family does is just like a joke where they'll wrap it up in layers and layers and layers of duct tape <laughs> and it's a whole ordeal trying to get in there. Yeah. Um, that does make sense then. Also on the list, candle burns. More people are burning candles around this time of year. Yeah. And then and 
I feel this one as someone who is about to turn 31 tomorrow. 5% report being injured just from lifting heavy objects. Oh, yeah. Trying to lift up something from the back. back yeah, exactly. You're trying to get the Christmas tree up from the basement. <laughs> Look, there it goes. 100%. Uh, also unsurprising, 12% of these injuries, uh, people were intoxicated at the time that it happened. Yeah. And um, this one is surprising. Women more likely to be injured versus men during the holidays. That is not surprising because women do everything during the holidays. A lot of it is like, that's the thing. It's like they're cooking, they're doing all the things. They're buying all the gifts and then dad just signs their name. That's not true every single time. But if you've seen the SNL sketch, I got a robe. Yes, It's like everyone has all these incredible gifts and mom's like, and I got (laughs) a robe. I got a robe. It was on sale and I love it. It's great. Sorry, mom. I was surprised (laughs) to see no squirrel-related attacks, though, if they're hiding in the tree. Mornings with Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. Taking you on another trip through Facebook Marketplace. The dark and dangerous world. <laughs> Not always. Hey, maybe if you're looking to do some holiday shopping, you might find something for a good deal or something very unique like this. Seats from the Joe Louis Arena oh, in Detroit, cool. right? Yeah. Bit of a steep price tag on it, 400 bucks for two of these seats. Okay. But it has a uh, authentic certificate on the back of the seat, so you know it's good. Uh, my brother-in-law has seats in their basement from the original Joe Louis Arena. Yeah? Yep. Awesome. Spence, well, you met him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this is in Amherstburg, 400 bucks for these two seats. Could be yours. Um, if you know someone who really loves broasted chicken, there's a Broaster 800 for... 1800 for sale. Wait, a broaster 1800? So it makes broasted chicken? It is a full-blown broaster. It'll make, it'll broast whatever you throw in there. And can you explain to me what the difference between broasted and roasted is? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's uh, actually a very specific process. Yeah. It's kind of like fried chicken, but it has to be a broaster. Okay. It has to be like certified broasted. It's not just like bro. No, this it's not. So good. No. But usually if a place has broasted <laughs> chicken, it'll be on a sign. Michigan yeah. Diner, perfect example. Love I've their broasted signs. chicken. Yeah. The thing is, like, this is for sale in Windsor, this Broaster 1800. It's listed at $1. It's one of those things where people just put $1, and then you're going to have to make an offer, I think. Oh. But if you want to get into the broasted chicken game, it's a full-blown broaster. Yeah, sounds like a trap. I am glad that it's not like a broasted chicken just being sold online, <laughs> just because one that would be very chicken. sketchy. Well, going out to Chatham-Kent now, Magical Reindeer. Food for sale, five dollars. So it's like canisters of. They say it's magical reindeer food. They say sprinkle this reindeer food outside overnight. The moonlight will make it sparkle bright. As the reindeer fly and roam, this will guide them to your home. Okay, I thought it was just going to be unedible, and I was like, Johnny, oh. you should get this. <laughs> unedible. Magical reindeer food. Bro. Reindeer food. Johnny's like, I have my reindeer food every morning. I got my broaster, a broasted chicken <laughs> around the clock. And then this is, I love this, a vintage full can of Verner's for sale in Windsor. How old is it? $5 each. They say full cans of soda from the grunge era. From so the 90s? It's an unopened can of Verner's from 1994. Does it look like it's from 1994? Oh, yeah. It's a little uh, little dinged up, too, a little banged up, but it has the kind of vintage-looking design on the can of Verner's. Kind of sweet, it's though. It's 5 bucks. You should get it, and we should shotgun it. Oh, my God. We get approached often where people are like, you're the guy who shotguns the Verners from the pizza on CTV. Yeah, Johnny in the commercial, I'm pouring Verners into a pizza funnel into his mouth. Alright, well, maybe that's an option. We recreate it with this Verners from 1994. And some roasted chicken! Roasted chicken and magical reindeer food. Let's go! Wake up! 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 W
It's Hannah and Johnny in the morning. 93.9 Virgin Radio. The Christmas collaboration that nobody asked for. We were just talking about it. Do you have any guesses if I play this clip? Now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. And a cup of the chair. Uh, I'll hazard a guess it has something to do with figgy pudding. Spam has yeah. teamed up with figgy pudding as if figgy pudding is an entity. <laughs> I did. Spam, figgy pudding in general. Figgy pudding collab. Big figgy pudding. Yeah. Um, so they're going to make Spam even worse than it already is. Okay. Calm down. Have you ever actually eaten Spam? Um, I think once when I was like Okay. That's what I thought. How did you have it? Do you remember? Mm, like sliced? <laughs> I don't know. See. Sliced on a cracker? A lot of people like to talk smack about Spam. Not a lot of people actually try it. I got Spam in my stocking the last few years. My dad did it as a joke because he thinks it's funny. And uh, I, I actually cooked it up and ate it. And it was delicious. It was so good. You cooked it. You know it's already cooked, right? Well, but that's the problem. People are like, oh, this is fine. Like, Okay, well, so the point, the point of having canned meat is that it's easy and you don't need to cook it. So if you're cooking canned meat, you should just buy meat. Listen, you're putting so much effort into it. You could technically eat hot dogs straight out of the package. Should you? No. No. It's not that it's ultimate form. Okay. you got to fry it up. Anyway, sorry. Figgy pudding spam. Tell me all about it, please. I will tell you all <laughs> about it. So spam, if you're wondering, it is canned cooked pork. Mm. It does not need to be cooked additionally. And then traditional figgy pudding is steamed bread with figs, nuts, and spices held together with fat taken from around an animal's kidneys. I See, I didn't know about the fat part. So it, all, it sounds like figgy pudding already kind of on spam's level in that way. A little bit. Yeah. So it makes a bit of sense. They've teamed up on this disgusting holiday hybrid. And it can be bought on Amazon, at American Walmarts, and at Spam.com. But apparently, people want this because it's sold out. Really? It's sold out everywhere. I checked Walmarts in Detroit, Amazon.com, Spam.com. There is no Spam figgy puddings available. So you're going to have to make your own. Which, no. See, it would be so fun for us to, like, try this. I was going to yeah. order some for us. But Johnny's going on a two-week vacation on yeah. Friday. So you're not going to be here until Christmas. So we won't get to try it. Are you trying to tell me that my birthday present that you said you got for me for tomorrow is not Spam Figgy Pudding Edition? Mm, it's not It spam. was the only thing on my wish list this year, Hannah. Well, you Why still you have time to write to Santa, Johnny. It's okay. fine. Okay. Well, Spam haters, beware. Your time is almost up. It's good. Try it if you don't believe it's not, me. It's not good. Fry it up. Put it on a sandwich. Nobody some... wants to fry spam. It's the only way to You've do it. You've already given up if you're buying spam. Come on. Is this weird? It might be weird, but there's no judgment here. So go ahead and see what's on you. It's Asking for a Friend on 93.9 Virgin Radio. All right. Mistletoe. When was the last time you saw mistletoe hung up? I feel like over the last two years. <laughs> After COVID? It's not never. really as much of a thing, but in this case it was... This person's asking, would you be okay with your partner kissing someone else under the mistletoe? Said, my husband and I were at a holiday get-together at a friend's place. They hung up some mistletoe, and at one point during the night, my husband was standing under it. Mm -hmm. One of our friends, who was very drunk, walked over and kissed him. I was shocked. And I might not have cared if it was a little peck, but it lasted a few seconds. Oh, a few seconds. Yeah. So this was a female friend? Yes. Said we argued the rest of the party. He Ooh. said he did nothing wrong because she initiated the kiss, and it was just because he was under the mistletoe, which he says he didn't even know he was under. Okay. They said I told him he should have pushed her away instead of kissed back for as long as he did. I haven't, oh. 
I haven't talked to the friend who did this since, and I'm still mad at my husband. What would you do in this situation? You're telling me he was hanging out under the mistletoe mm. and didn't, didn't realize know. it. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. You can yeah. text 10939. I don't buy it. Uh. <laughs> we have a really great comment on our Instagram mm-hmm. from Tina. She says, you were supposed to get, quote unquote, caught under the mistletoe. This friend who forced the mistletoe issue was not observing the rules. <laughs> the rules I love that mistletoe. Tina's like, observe the rules of the mistletoe. You have to. So I actually looked up mistletoe rules. Oh, okay, so there are some. There is a uh, article here about mistletoe etiquette, and it says loitering is for skater boys at 7-Eleven. <laughs> So they're saying, listen, you don't loiter with the mistletoe. You got to get caught under the mistletoe. Listen, this guy's saying he didn't know, okay? Yeah, you can't stand there and wait. Yeah, Brad on our Facebook says, "Eh, keep him in the doghouse for a few days. I wish he would have just apologized and tried to make it up instead of getting so defensive. None of us are perfect, and us men have lots to learn, which I'd have to agree with you there, Brad. But. Did you know? I'm just reading these mistletoe rules. Yes. Uh, it says, give a kiss, remove a berry. Traditional mistletoe etiquette calls for the man to remove a berry from the bush after each kiss. Oh, and yeah. once all the berries are gone, no more kisses. Okay. That mistletoe's done. It's used up. Well, it's such an old tradition. Like When you look at it, it says, a young lady caught under the mistletoe could not refuse to give a kiss. This was supposed to increase her chances of marriage. Yuck. Yeah. Don't so, like that. Ancient custom, to be sure. <laughs> Michael texted us, the friend sounds like a bleep disturber. An ish disturber. An that's, ish disturber. That's the thing. We're not talking enough about the friend the here. Friend. Sloppy friend walks you over. Know me. I always love to blame the yeah. man. Um, the friend also shady. Coming over for a makeout sesh under yeah. the mistletoe. Right. Friend saw the husband under the mistletoe and she went for it. Yeah. That's also not cool. So getting some texts at 1093.9 said, uh, this friend knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. Him kissing um, back seems sus, though. Yeah, they said husband is super sus, almost sounds planned. We have another mm. text. It says, when was this party? And we said just this last weekend. Mm-hmm. And they said, was it Friday and was it a work party? Were you there? <laughs> did I you see this, see this happen? Are you the person in question? Oh, my God. Uh, we did. We got a call, 519-792-6040. You got a mistletoe story? Let's hear it. I was at my boyfriend's house. Yeah. I got stuck under the mistletoe with one of his brothers. Oh, Uh-oh. what do you do? The whole family was kind of like actually wanting us to kiss. No So way. I, you know, I went and did it because I didn't want to make the family mad. No. Uh-oh. Hurried up, did it. The next day, my boyfriend ended up breaking up with me. What? Oh, my gosh. How did, why? This but is but just... he kind of thought about his family and was like, you know what? I know how they are. And we ended up getting back together. But yeah, it was so awkward. Okay. Holy. What in the well, Chatham Kent is going on there? What the <laughs> hell? Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. What do you think is the most common thing that people lie about on dating apps? Well, you already told me that it wasn't the size of the fish in the Tinder pics. So. Hey, pictures, they, they show you how big that fish is. There's no lie detected there. <laughs> Why they put it on there? Homeboy's holding up a measuring tape. Check it out. You know how big that fish is. <laughs> well, Hannah, how small that D is. Okay, come on. Uh-huh. No, boys, keep fishing. It's all right. Um, but you are someone who... It relatively recently was on dating apps. I've never been on a dating app. Yeah, I met my fiancé on a dating app. It works. Was there any lies detected, though, when you and Kevin met originally and started talking on, on the dating app? Was there any lies there? No, we were pretty honest. Yeah, pretty honest. No, we were very honest. Okay. Was there any other guys that you had come across who, who definitely were lying to you? No, because it. this is TMI, but I met Kevin... Uh, 
two days into having a dating wow. app. And so, and I liked him. So uh, we both kind of deleted it after that. So I guess it is a bit of limited experience. The system works. Well, Kevin wouldn't have had to lie about this anyway. The number one most commonly lied about thing on Tinder is hair. Your hair. Hair. How, so how are you like? Are you saying, um, are you posting old photos of you and you're bald and you're acting like you aren't? That's, or are you wearing a hat and not showing people the top of your head? I'm sure both of those happened. 61% of people were found to lie about their hair, whether by using old photos. Okay. Um, or, again, it's not just dudes because you said balding. Yeah. That's That's got to be a common one. But it also happens for women when it comes to maybe the color of their hair. If it's dyed, maybe they only use pictures from events like weddings and stuff where they have this really magnificent hairstyle. Okay. Like, could you qualify that as lying about hair? No, because girls can change their hair all the time. Well, then, let's let's get into the nitty-gritty. Is makeup a lie? No. Is that? Oh, my God. No, we're not doing this. No. Um, <laughs> but there is something. It's a term, and I think we might have talked about it on Toxic Tuesday. It's called hat fishing. Hat fishing. And that's when guys will be balding and wear hats, and you won't really know. You just have never seen okay. them without a hat on. Yeah. So that is kind of a form of uh, not necessarily lying. I don't know. I think if the the hair and makeup double standard there, dude can't wear his hat all the time. And then when it comes off, you're like, wait a minute. How did that happen? What do you think was number number two on the list of things most lied about? Before we move on, can I just say um, I have nothing against receding hairline people. My oh, last no. boyfriend was actually like 75% there. Oh, yeah. And that is not the reason that we broke up. Hey, we did a whole bit on the uh, sexiest bald men in Hollywood. Yeah. That was great. Just accept the fact, like, um, just shave it. Shave like it. That's your advice? Jay, he just shaves his Jay, head every day. He shaves it off. He's listening. Looking he good. Knows. He knows. Looking good. Ooh, somebody texted us, guys lying about their height. Height. Most guys who say they're around 5'8 to 5'11 are usually not much taller than me, and I'm 5'4". Wow, really? Oh, my goodness. No That's kidding. a noticeable difference. Oh, there was someone else. This is nice. They said, I met my boyfriend on Bumble. I was his first match. Rest was history. So there's a lot of situations where that happens. It works. I will say, though, after the appearance and especially hair... The number two thing is, it's actually not height. It's BSing about your career. Oh. Lying about the job. You always know someone's lying when they say, I'm the CEO of, and then they, like, have a company that existed a month ago, (laughs) and it's like, hmm, interesting. Oh, that would be tough, yeah. So, what, you put in your education school of hard knocks? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> CEO of Badass Incorporated. Oh, great. Yeah, so there you go. Honesty is the best policy. You're not really selling the dating app experience. Dating apps do work, and you can meet someone really great. Yeah, but it can also be quite toxic. Right, Brittany? It's the Wither Report with Hannah Witherby on 93.9 Virgin Radio. Time Magazine has just named their Person of the Year for 2022. What? And it is Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine. Okay. Or president of Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, Well-deserved, if you ask me. For sure. So he is uh, on Time Magazine's Person of the Year issue. Issue. Which is going to be hitting newsstands soon. That's nice, considering the year of 20, or word of the year 2022 was goblin mode from, was that Oxford yeah. Dictionary? Yeah. So, nice to see a little bit more of a serious tone oh, right. on that. I was going to say, why is that related <laughs> well, just anyway? It's like 2022, goblin mode is our word. But then we've got Zelensky as the person. That That's a little more what I would expect. It's restoring your faith in humanity. Yes, exactly. Right, right, right. right. There's a new celebrity who's been hit with the wax figure curse. Taylor Swift has a brand new wax figure at Madame Tussauds in Dubai. Mm. 
listen, we've definitely seen worse. Yeah? It's not Cristiano Ronaldo's bust status. <laughs> um, it does look like her. It's only the eyes. The eyes. They're dead, lizardy eyes. And you have all this money to spend. You have one job. And the eyes look like they are Barbie doll well, it's eyes. It's a wax figure. I don't know what people really Wax figures are this. really, really accurate these uh-huh. days. And so anyway, these aren't these aren't the knowing eyes of somebody who composed the 10-minute version of All Too Well, okay? You need a little more depth in there. Right. Taylor's got it. Okay. And then forget soccer. There's actually a soccer player that's going viral for being super smoking hot. <laughs> I'm the worst. Nice. His name's Cho Jue Sung, and he plays for South Korea in their soccer team. And everyone's noticing during the FIFA World Cup, he's a bit of a smoke show. People are thirsty. His Instagram followers went from 20,000 to 2.6 million since the FIFA World Cup started. So, unfortunately, South Korea is out, so we can't see him playing soccer on our TVs anytime soon. Mm. But I might go and try and find his latest thirst trap and post it on our Virgin Radio Windsor account. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's, like, Twitter edits, bunch of videos of him just... Does he ever do a celebration where he takes his shirt off after a he, goal? He stuck his tongue out for a oh. celebration, and uh, that had people feeling some type oh, of way. Oh, the internet's going to be all over that. Oh, yeah, sure. and if we have a little more time, just so you know, the gunman who shot Lady Gaga's dog walker has been sentenced to 21 years in prison. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. See ya. All right, well. That's I, your wither report. The window of opportunity for going full John Wick on this guy is now out the window, but that's all right. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. That's- 93.9 Virgin Radio. Little furry-footed dreams come true. The Hobbiton movie set from The Lord of the Rings is officially open for overnight stays on Airbnb. Would you ever do that? Absolutely. So this is like the Shire, the Green the Hills, the, the round doors. Yeah, like Bobo's Hobbit Hole. Yeah. So Super. Yeah, that's great. Obviously in New Zealand where the movies were filmed. And it's something that you could go on a tour of for a long time now. Mm-hmm. But for the first time, you can actually book a stay. It gets you private access to a personal Hobbit Hole set up for relaxing moments of precious downtime oh. and afternoon tea. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, Precious. That's a little better. Uh, they also have a writing nook fit for Bilbo Baggins that you can chill at. An evening banquet in the Green Dragon Inn with a feast featuring beef and ale stew, whole roast chickens, freshly baked breads, and plenty of ale, plus second breakfast and elevensies. What about potatoes? Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. And will there be fireworks? That would be really cool. I'm not sure if they have fireworks. They will have a behind-the-scenes private tour of the movie set. If you book this. See, what I would love to do, this Hobbit thing sounds great. I would mm-hmm. love to go on the Gossip Girl New York City tour. And oh. if you could, like, rent Serena Vanderwoodson's bedroom. There you go. That would be iconic. Like, you could rent Serena and Blair's rooms and stay there with your girlfriends. Will they also be there? Because if so, I'm in. <laughs> but uh, this one, it's... Johnny, they don't exist. Ah. They're not real people. That's too bad. But uh, the thing is, there's only three overnight stays available for this. They always do this. So it's either March 2nd to 4th, March 9th to 11th, or March 16th to 18th. Right, and you have to, like, enter to win or whatever. Well, not right? even. It's going to be, like, it's giving me vibes of, like, the Taylor Swift pre-sale. Because they're going to open up on Tuesday, uh-huh. like, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. And it's, like, if you put in your request, maybe you'll get it, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of competition. So, yeah. You, you can stay in a little hobbit hole in New Zealand. I am kind of curious, though, if, like, the toilets are hobbit-sized, because right. if that's the case, that might go from peaceful to, like, evil pretty quick. Like, don't look at me, my fiance's in the other room. Fly, you fools! 
Sorry, is that not the image you wanted for your uh, Hobbit whole adventure? It's not, but I love the One Direction, so we'll let it <laughs> Get more Legally Blunt. Yes. Yeah, Live on the radio. Hannah and Johnny, weekday mornings 6 to 10 on 93.9 Version Radio.